The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Payoff Pitch, Tuesday, July 12th. We are Action Network's go-to Major League Baseball betting podcast. Your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined by the normal crew, Action Network senior editor, Colin Whitchurch, and Action Network senior writer, Sean Zarillo. We come to you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. Those two days tend to have the larger slates on the diamond. Today, 16 games. Chicago and Cleveland playing a doubleheader today. Um, a lot to get to. We've got best bets. We're going to talk about fading the public. You might be able to guess what the game is. I'll give you a hint. The team from the Bronx is at home against a really bad team. Uh, underdog plays because we don't ever not discuss underdogs on this podcast. And then we'll get to some final bets before we let Colin and, uh, and Sean go. We have two shows remaining before the All-Star break, which is next week. A week from today is the Midsummer Classic. So uh, looking forward to uh, getting some baseball betting in before we uh, hit the All-Star break and get a little break in the season. Let's start with Colin Whitchurch. We'll go to uh, your best bet, sir. What do you got? Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Well, anytime uh, Dallas Keuchel's on the mound, you can probably guess where I'm going. And indeed, Dallas Keuchel is on the mound tonight for the Arizona Diamondbacks against the San Francisco Giants. Keuchel has been arguably the most fadeable pitcher in baseball all year. He's given up four earned runs or more in six of his 11 starts and six earned runs or more in four of his 11 starts. His strikeout minus walk rate is down to a minuscule 3.4%. You look at a 7.63 ERA, and yeah, sure, maybe he's going to be a little bit unlucky there, but that's just because how can you not be a little bit unlucky when your ERA is that high? His FIP's still all the way up at 5.20. XERA and XFIP are both in the high fours. And the Giants are better offensively against left-handers than they are against right-handers. They've got a 
white weighted runs created plus 12th in MLB. The concern here in betting the over, which is my best bet is Logan Webb, who has been very good once again for the giants. However, he's not been infallible 2.98 ERA, but a 3.41 X ERA and a 3.35 X FIP. A little bit of room for regression there. His BABIP was 309 last year. It's down to 284 this year. So he has been a little bit lucky in batted balls, I think, this year. And his strikeout rate's down nearly 6%. He's allowing a lot more contact. um, And he's allowing the ball to be hit in the air more. He actually had a negative degree launch angle last year. That's how many ground balls he was allowing. It's four this year. So I think that he's allowing a little bit more contact where I think the Diamondbacks can scratch a few runs together. And, you know, the Giants offense could conceivably hit this over by themselves against Keuchel and against a bad Arizona bullpen. So over eight is where I'm going here. Okay, very good. Yeah, Keuchel against uh, right-handed hitters is not not good, not great. Um, let's go to Sean Zarillo. What do you got for us, best bet? Going with the Twins, first five money line and full game money line, prefer the first five amongst them. I see a big differential between Josh Winder for the Twins and Jason Alexander for the Brewers. Your league average strikeout minus walk rate is around 14%. Winder is about 9%. And he's due to start giving up more home runs. He is a fly ball guy. But he's carrying a 414 expected ERA compared to a 5.7 for Alexander of the Brewers. You look at all pitchers who have thrown at least 30 innings this season. There's 310 of them. And Alexander ranks 309th in strikeout minus walk rate. It's at 1.2%. He's thrown 36 innings. He has 17 strikeouts and 15 walks. So just based off of that alone is going to be the type of pitcher that I want to bet against. And he's getting hit a bit harder Two, You look at that expected ERA and stat cast data indicates that he is getting hit a bit hard as well. He just kind of gets bailed out when he gets batters to ground into double plays, which he does because he has a 50% ground ball rate, but by and large, he's the type of pitcher who I look to fade Based off of those strikeout and walk numbers, I projected the Twins' first five line at about minus 170, their full game line closer to minus 150. So I like those bets up to minus 158 for the first five and minus 135 for the full game. Let's find out if we're going to fade the public today. Yankees home to host the Reds, and the Reds are plus 235 on the money line. Yankees minus 300. You can actually get the Reds on the, uh, on the run line Pardon me. I'm looking at first five lines. There we go, Brendan. Reds are plus 260 for the game. Yankees are minus 315. If you want to get the Reds on the run line, plus one and a half, it's at plus money, plus 135. 89% of the money line bets, 97% of the money on the Yankees with Garrett Cole on the mound, taking on the Reds. Colin Whitchurch, are we fading the public today? We are fading the public. We're, we're a glutton for punishment here. I just think anytime you can get a team that high of odds in in a sport with so much high variance as baseball, you're going to take it. You know, the Reds are being priced here like one of the worst teams in baseball, but ever since that horrendous start to the season, they've been a lot more, a lot closer to league average. They're still sitting in last place behind the Pirates and Cubs and the NL Central. I think this team is probably going to end up finishing in third place in that division because they're probably a better team than the, they're certainly a better team than the Cubs and maybe a better team than the Pirates. Going forward, Graham Ashcraft has been um, a lot more competent than one might expect when joining the rotation. The Yankees are going to continue to be overvalued given how insanely good they've been this year. And Garrett Cole is always going to get you a, a juicier price than the average pitcher. So 
I'm going to take the Reds on the money line. I'm probably going to take their first five as well. Take a shot. It's not that often that you're going to get a team in MLB at this high of odds, so it's impossible not to jump on. Sean Zarillo, Garrett Cole coming off uh, a rocky star. He did get a win, but it was rocky against the Red Sox last weekend. Or, I, I mean, I got to believe here you're on the Reds too. Yeah, I like that line down to about plus 245 for the full game. No value on the first five line. According to my projections, you can still get about to plus 260, plus 270 out there for the full game. So I definitely like the Reds where the line is currently. Talked about strikeout minus walk rate average around 14%. Josh Winder. 9%, Sam McGram-Ashcraft, about 9%. But the difference between them is the ground ball rate. Ashcraft carried a very high ground ball rate throughout his minor league career, closer to 60 to 70% in the high minors. In the majors thus far this year, he's at 53%. And we actually have the wind blowing out at Yankee Stadium tonight. So you look at a guy like Garrett Cole, who gives up a fly ball 40% of the time, compared to Ashcraft, who gives fly ball 25% of the time, it's actually going to help Ashcraft, or it's going to hurt I should say Cole more that's going to hurt Ashcraft, really. So the weather definitely plays into this game tonight, in addition to the fact that the line is just a little bit wide, a little bit extra juice on, as we mentioned, one of the best teams in baseball against one of the worst. So the Reds definitely a bit undervalued here, and I'm sure the books are going to need the Reds for their lungs a little bit. So definitely give me the Reds. Want to be on the same side as the book in this one. There you go. And Reds are surging. They've won four in a row. So Collins onto something there. They could definitely make their way to third place and knock out the, uh, the pirates and the Cubs respectively in that order. And the Yankees, they've dropped two straight. Uh, they had yesterday off. Let's go to uh, underdogs. Speaking of underdogs, not as long as the Reds, but um, because there's just not, other, not another option like that on the slate today. What is uh, what's an underdog play you might be on today, Colin? Uh, where's my dog? I'm on the athletics against the Rangers today. Back to the athletics as my underdog play last Tuesday, and they hit for me. I'm going back to the well with this very terrible, horrible, very bad athletics team because they're facing Glenn Otto, who's been one of my favorite pitchers to bet against this season. He remains very fadeable. He's sitting with a 5.26 ERA. XERA and XFIP are even worse, 5.81 and 5.22. He's allowing a 275 BABIP, so he's not – getting dinged to death he's got a 3.6 percent strikeout minus walk rate and he's even for as bad as he's been he's actually been really lucky in the home run department he's allowing a 14.3 degree average launch angle and a ground ball rate's only 42.1 percent yet he's only allowed six home runs this year so his numbers could even be worse than he is he's facing james caprillion and the athletics today and james caprillion's been arguably just as bad as otto but his last four starts, he's only allowed seven and runs in 22 and two-thirds innings pitched. I think these are two really bad starting pitchers, but we're seeing the A's here at plus 145, and I think this line should probably be closer to about plus 120. So I think there's plenty of value on Oakland here as an underdog. I'm going to be playing the A's money line. I'm going to be playing their first five at plus 140 and also the over in this game at eight and a half. Sean Zarillo, you're always on a few handful of dogs uh, on each slate. How about another one for us today? Yeah, not too many underdogs for me on Tuesday's slate, actually. But the one that I bet in both halves is the Angels projected them around 50.5%, 51%, both for the first five innings in the full game against the Astros. It surprised me when I dove into the model last night that I actually had them favored against the Astros because the Astros have played so well and the Angels have not. But I think the Angels have definitely underperformed. And when the Angels are home, these lines should be closer 
to a pick price where the Astros should be more significant favorites at home. If the starting pitching is relatively even, and I, that's roughly what I see tonight, certainly make Garcia a slightly better pitcher than Syndergaard. But Syndergaard's doing some different things of late, putting his fastball away a little bit. And I've mentioned multiple times that his fastball velocity is down three miles an hour from where it was in his career peak, his career average. So his fastball velocity down substantially, start throwing your fastball less. So he's gone to his slider and his curveball more in recent starts, pitching backwards a little bit. His strikeout rate has gone up in his recent starts, swinging strike rate has ticked up a little bit. So I think you're finally seeing a better version of Noah Syndergaard as he progresses coming off of that injury, even though his velocity has not caught up to where it was previously. So the Angels in both halves here, plus 105 in either half would be my price target. Don't love betting on Syndergaard considering I was against them consistently earlier in the year, but he's getting to a point where I'm willing to back him. Okay, as we uh, wrap up this edition of Payoff Pitch, we go to our final bets for this Tuesday slate. We'll start with Colin. Uh, why don't you talk to us about Padres Rockies? And then when we go to Orioles Cubs, we'll let Zarello jump in there. Yeah, Padres Rockies is a bet on Mike Clevenger. I'm a believer in Clevenger. He's been coming back from injury and he's been amping up his workload from start to start. He neared 100 pitches his last time out. I wouldn't be surprised to see him exceed it this time out. His command remains excellent as always. He's getting double digit swinging strikes in every start. He got roughed up a little bit his last time out, but I'm a believer in Clevenger going forward, particularly against the Rockies on the road with Austin Gomber pitching at Coors Field. Here's all you need to know about Austin Gomber. His OPS allowed at home this year is 971. Here's a comparison for you. Aaron Judge's OPS this year is 971. So, Every single hitter that ste- steps into the batter's box against Austin Gomber this year at Coors Field is, has been Aaron Judge. Austin Gomber is just getting absolutely rocked at home this year. I'm shocked to see the Padres' number as low as it is, so I love them at minus 135 today. Other game, as we mentioned, Orioles, Cubs. Adrian Sampson's becoming a pitcher that I'm targeting to bet on this year. The Orioles obviously red hot right now. People are talking about them in the wild card race, but the Cubs actually have a pitching advantage today with Samson against Jordan Miles. Samson has changed something uh, starting last year, a little bit of time in the majors last year to this year. He's flipped his slider and changeup usage. He's now throwing the slider almost as much as he's throwing his fastball and sinker. He's showing excellent command. He only has three walks so far this year in 21 and two thirds innings. His Babbitt sustainable 279. So you look at that 2.91 ERA, and it, it's relatively sustainable. I don't expect it to stay in the twos, but it's XERA 3.64 and XFIP 3.35. I think that's right in line with the talent level of this pitcher, who went through a lot of struggles early in his career in Texas, went overseas for a bit. I think he's figured something out, so I like the Cubs here, minus 120. I'll also be playing their first five innings line. Yeah, Orioles are two back of the last wild card. Again, three wild card spots in each league this year in Major League Baseball, so uh, they're right in it. They've won eight in a row. Uh, what's your play on that game, Sean Zarillo, Orioles and Cubs? I like the Cubs quite a bit in both halves. I actually considered making them my best bet. I've bet on, I bet on Samson, Keegan Thompson, and Justin Steele pretty consistently. I think the Cubs have three very nice starting pitchers there who have been consistently effective, and I've been willing to back them in pretty much each of their starts because I think all three are undervalued right now. I'm surprised at this line. I'm surprised at where it was. And it's probably because the Orioles are on such a hot streak and have won so many people so much money in the month of July. But Jordan Lyles is expected ERA. His X indicators have been around five, five and a half for the past three seasons. We know very much what he is 
for Samson this year, his expected indicators are in the mid three. So pretty substantial difference on paper between these two starting pitchers. And I've been impressed with what I've seen from Samson visually as well. So I like the Cubs to minus 128 for the first five innings and minus 123 for the full game. Definitely two bets that I really like today as much as any bet on the board. Colin mentioned the Padres and the Rockies. I bet the Padres to minus 140 on the first five innings line. I think that's where I would bet it up to. But there's two other first five favorites, the Braves to minus 170 and the Dodgers to minus 150. I think all three of those are fine first five favorites worth betting at those price targets. Other games that I'm looking at, another first five favorite, Guardians and White Sox game one. I think Shane Bieber is a little bit short in price here, like him up to minus 160 on the first five line. Again, another pitcher we have bet against pretty consistently this season. I think the market has finally caught up and maybe overcorrected with regards to Bieber being at reduced stuff. So like the Guardians, first five in game one. Another game where I think a team on a hot streak is getting a little bit overvalued, the Seattle Mariners taking on the Washington Nationals. You look at a team like the Nationals against a team like the Mariners playing so hot. You see, you have to lay minus money on the Nationals. That may catch you a little bit by surprise. But again, another substantial difference between these two starting pitchers. Josiah Gray, his expected indicators in the low fours for Chris Flexen of the Mariners in the high fours and the low fives. Clearly the worst starter on that Mariners staff, well, we could debate with Marco Gonzalez, but I think Flexen is just a little bit worse than Gonzalez. So I like the Nationals here at home, about minus 106 for the full game and minus 118 for the first five innings. Definitely prefer the first five of those two bets. And then lastly, I need to go to the Snakes and the Giants. I know Colin is on the over here. I actually have to bet the Snakes on the full game line. People have recognized how bad Dallas Keuchel has been. And the plan has just been a little bit overinflated on him in each of his recent starts. I bet it on him in all three of his starts with the Snakes. They've given him some good run support, but he's actually been okay too. His ex-fip in three starts with the with the Snakes is three and a half. So he's pitching a little bit better, throwing his cutter less frequently with each of his starts. So he's starting to go more to a sinker-heavy mix. I don't want to bet on Dallas Keuchel, but I have to keep doing it. It's unfortunate. This team actually fits him much better than the White Sox did. The Diamondbacks are a top 10 team defensively playing that big outfield in San Francisco. Alec Thomas is a phenomenal rookie. He's a guy who's not getting talked about quite enough, but he tracks everything down in center field. Keiko, obviously more of a ground ball guy. The Nationals infield or this, the Snakes infield defense rates pretty well. So like Arizona down here to about plus 170, don't like anything on the first five line. Maybe you wait live and jump in on the snakes after it's tied after the first five innings. If they're down a run after the first five innings, then you look to jump in with the bullpens. But the Giants defense has been bad this year. Their bullpen has not been nearly as good this year as last year. They won like 60% of their run run games last year. This year, they're losing the vast majority of them. And I think the defense, the difference is the defense of the bullpen. So don't love betting it, but have to bet Dallas Keuchel on the full game money line today. I will say if if you're looking for a way to bet Keichel, but you don't want to back him to lead his team to a victory, I'm actually kind of intrigued by his strikeout prop. He's been missing a lot more bats in Arizona than he did in Chicago. You can get over three and a half strikeouts on Keichel at plus 130. Um, that's a eight out of 10 grade on Action Labs right now. So over strikeout total for Keichel, but still bet the over on the game total. That That might be an angle to go as well. I think Sean just enjoys seeing snakes. That's what I gathered from that, from that bet. You know, so as Colin mentioned with the strikeout prop, Keiko got sent down to the minors before coming back up to the majors right. with Arizona. 
And he, he had a start where he struck out 13 guys in AAA. Like, it, I don't know if they told him to just be more aggressive, stop trying to nibble, just put your ball in the zone and see what happens. But there's Collins, right? He's been missing more bats since joining Arizona. There's something up there. It's been very surprising, actually, to see him put balls in the zone and get whiffs with it because you're just so used to him getting tagged. So getting a better defense here, much better defense than he had in Chicago. I think Arizona rates really well as a defensive team with the current lineup that they have. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of have to trust them a little bit more. I know Colin said he's one of the most fatal pitchers in baseball, but the X metrics on him, his ERA should be in the mid to high fours, not, not seven plus. So there's something there. Speaking of left-handed pitchers coming up from AAA, no, not, neither of you discussed uh, Chris Sale. He comes back today for the Red Sox. Come on, I'm the Boston guy. I got to go there. No, no, no thoughts on Sale Kluber today? I had to bet the Rays here down about plus 105. Sales command was a bit wonky. He's going to be on a relatively limited pitch count. Right. So getting him for about three and a half, four innings maybe are the Red Sox today. I think that pitch count is going to be around 80 at maximum. So definitely like the Rays here and Sales first start back at plus money. That was a stay away spot for me just because I, I hate betting on a pitcher on their first start back after a long layaway. We saw it with Strasburg. Uh, last month as well before he right. went down again but I can't I don't want to bet on sale on his first start back but I also hate betting on Corey Kluber right now so that is a stay away spot for me maybe maybe a bet the over but again maybe sale comes back and absolutely shoves so stay away spot for me sorry what Brendan is? we didn't give I know I know Boston doesn't get a lot of love in the media um, so I, I'm glad you brought him up we need to give Boston its due <laughs> I can hear I can hear sarcasm in that uh, in that comment. Uh, that was well done. I mean, yeah, Chris Sale's breaking TVs and he cuts up uniforms, as you know, in Chicago. So yes, a lot of people in this town are kind of hoping to see him uh, crumble. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay, very good. Uh, Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior editor. Sean Zarello, Action Network senior writer. Your host today, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We are back on Friday. The final. Payoff pitch before the All-Star break. We'll have other episodes related to the All-Star break. That's coming soon. We'll have more to come on that. But in terms of like actual regular season games, uh, we have one more to go on Friday before we turn for the All-Star break. So be sure to join us then. We have our live stream on YouTube coming later in the week. So look forward to all of that. Thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch. Good luck today, and we'll talk to you next time. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.